Hi, welcome back to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. I'm Rashonda Yates, creator of the Binge Free Boss Method, which takes you from feeling out of control to peace and freedom with food so that you can release weight permanently. And today we're talking about how to stop saying effort and binging and two critical keys to unlock willingness. Now, this topic is so important because we often struggle with even wanting to actually stop binge eating. And this is something that I used to struggle with a lot, where I would keep promising myself over and over again that this was going to be the last time. I would never do this again. I would feel so bad that I thought there's no way I'm going to do this again. And yet I would do it again. And what I came to realize is there was actually a part of me that was getting a reward from the binge eating. And so I didn't actually want to stop. And maybe you can relate to this. Have you ever, you know, imagined stopping binge eating and you start feeling anxious, even imagining stopping the behavior? Well, this is totally normal. This is all just um, your brain. And we're going to just dive in and talk about this in today's episode. So let's go ahead and get started. So this is one of the biggest mistakes that I used to make and that I see other people going through is just declaring, you know, promising yourself that you're going to stop when you're not even yet willing to stop. And, you know, I'm going to show you how to actually mean it when you say you're ready to stop in this episode. So when you're saying to yourself, when you're promising yourself, and I used to do this too, when you promise yourself over and over again, you know, I'm going to just say, screw it right now. I'm going to start over tomorrow. Or, you know, I promise this time I really mean it. This is the last time this is going to happen. I'm never going to do this again. Um, What you're doing is you're actually setting yourself up to repeat the habit over and over again. And there's a few reasons why this happens. There's several consequences that happen as a result of making these declarations, these firm resolutions and promising to yourself that you're never going to do it again. And I'm just going to go through those real quick. So the first consequence is it erodes your self-trust. When you're making these declarations to yourself over and over and over again, promising yourself, you're never going to do this again. This is the last time I'll start over tomorrow and then you do it again, you're literally programming yourself to not trust yourself. When you keep promising yourself and then going back on your promise, it is neurologically programming yourself um, to repeat the behavior, which we're going to get to that in a second, but you're also having this impact of teaching yourself that you can't trust your own word. Um, You're programming yourself that you, you know, you can break your own promises to yourself. And what this does is over time, it actually has a negative impact on your self-esteem. So this is talked about in the book, Six Pillars of Self-Esteem, which was written by Nathaniel Braden in the 80s. So that's the first consequence is it erodes your self-trust. And that 
in turn erodes your self-esteem and your self-worth. And then you start believing, you know, am I even worth stopping? Is this even something I deserve? Do I deserve to even lose weight? Is it even possible for me? And you start to believe that it's not possible. And this is exactly what happened to me where I became and I got to a state of helplessness and hopelessness where, you know, I eventually for some part of time and to some extent kind of gave up. And just, you know, basically anytime I would start feeling agitated, I would say, you know what, screw it. I deserve to feel better. You know, this is going to make me feel better. And I would just kind of repeat that cycle over and over again, you know, feel ashamed. And then again, decide I'm never going to do this again. And then the cycle would repeat. The next consequence is reinforcing the neural pathways, the very neural pathways that you want to be um, avoiding reinforcing. So basically by doing this, our brain has grooves in it that are created when we have a habit, when we repeat a behavior over and over and over and the grooves get deeper and deeper and deeper. And these are referred to as neural pathways. And when we are, you know, repeating this cycle over and over and over again, making this promise that we're going to stop and not do it anymore and then keep doing the behavior, we are further entrenching that groove in our brain to keep doing that behavior, which makes it easier and easier to do that behavior. It makes it a stronger and stronger pattern. And then the third consequence is reinforcing a counterproductive self-image. Now, this is all about identity. Um, Basically, what we're doing is is we're telling ourselves, you know what, I'm not going to do this ever again. And then when we do it again, we then look at that and say, you know what, see, I can't trust myself. I'm out of control. No matter what I do, I can't stop. Nothing works. And so we're reinforcing that programming. And we're literally programming ourselves counterproductively to what we actually want to achieve. So why doesn't this work? Why is it a broken strategy to say, I promise I'm never going to do this again? The reason is when you promise yourself, I'm never going to do this again, you are using willpower instead of tapping into willingness. And I'll explain a little further what I mean by that. So when you promise yourself, I'm never going to do this again, that comes from the prefrontal cortex. So I want you to imagine that there's different brains operating. And the prefrontal cortex is the brain that is that you think of as you. That's the part of you that has long-term goals for yourself. That's the part of you that you know, makes decisions about like, this is a good behavior that I want to do, or I want to start, or this is a behavior that I want to stop because I want the long-term results of that decision. This is coming from the prefrontal cortex. Whereas the reptilian brain, the, or the lizard brain, it is the oldest brain, part of our brain. And this part of our brain is reactive. It's Uh, fight or flight, it's survival based. It's only role and goal is to keep you alive and to keep you safe. 
So when we say, you know, I promise I'm never going to do this again, I'm going to change this behavior starting on Monday, you know, this is how it's going to be. That's coming from the prefrontal cortex part of our brain. And what we're doing when we say that is we're actually set ourselves up to have a battle between that part of our brain and the reptilian part of our brain, which is using willpower. And I don't have to tell you that willpower does not work because it's finite and we use it up and we deplete it throughout our day. And here's the, here's another thing is the exact moment when we're turning to food is exact moment that that prefrontal cortex is actually going offline because as soon as we're stressed, that part of the brain kicks off and the reptilian brain, the part of our brain that is trying to keep us alive is what keeps us, I mean, is what turns on in that moment. So we are literally, when we make these declarations and promises to ourselves, we're literally setting ourselves up to put the weaker part of our brain at odds with the reptilian part of our brain. So I hope this is making sense. So what do we do instead? Well, instead of relying on willpower, what we want to do is we want to tap in to willingness. Because here's the truth. Unless we're willing to actually put down the behaviors that have made us feel safe in moments when we felt uncomfortable, stressed, ill at ease, We won't stop because we don't truly want to. And the reason why is because we haven't yet seen binge eating as something that is more painful than stopping the behavior. Right now, whether you know it or not, if you're still binge eating and if you're still getting trapped in this cycle that I've described, then... Right now, the pain of walking away from binge eating still feels more real and more true than the pain of continuing it. And this is totally brain-based and it's totally not something to be ashamed of because it's literally just programming. But I'm going to give you two critical keys to unlock willingness so that you can actually desire to stop binge eating from the inside out. And so you can stop making these false promises to yourself because now it's not coming from you saying, you know, this is what I want, but then ending up in a willpower battle and struggle. But now you can be coming from a place of, you know what, from the inside out, this is truly who I'm being. Um, So let's talk about the two critical keys to unlock willingness so that you actually want to change and you can start being a person who is binge free from the inside out. Okay, so the first key is something that we've already been discussing a lot, but I think it bears repeating um, because in the moment when you're actually under an urge to binge, you're not necessarily thinking in this way. So this is an, um, 
a chance for you to actually um, start to become more aware of what is happening in the moment of an urge. And awareness is the key to change. Without awareness, you're dead in the water. I can't remember where I heard that quote, but I, you know, I always remembered it when I heard it because it's so true. So the first key is when you have an urge, recognize the two brains, just recognize them. So you're going to notice, for example, that you feel uh, a a sense of tension. You feel a sense of dis-ease. You might feel some type of negative emotion. You might feel angry. You might feel lonely. You might feel tired or sad. But just recognize that the urge is one of the brains. And then when you start to say things like, you know what, I, I want chocolate, but I, I don't want to eat that chocolate. That is the other brain. That's the prefrontal cortex. So this is just a matter of having awareness. And I've talked about before how when we recognize that the habit isn't us, the habit is the habit, it's, it helps us to start dissociating from this urge. So that's you know what this first key is really all about. So next time you have an urge, just recognize the two brain, brains that are at play. The second critical key, and this one is huge. And that is a question that I want you to ask yourself when you have an urge. The question is, what does eating or binge eating allow me to avoid? What does eating allow me to avoid? So when you are having an urge to binge eat, and here's the caveat, you're already eating adequately, all right? Because this caveat is important because many of us are are just simply not eating enough food. And so when we get, you know, extremely hungry, especially if that hunger overlaps with other emotional triggers, then you're more likely to binge because of just the biology of it, right? So the caveat here is that you are eating adequately and, you know, consult a registered dietitian or your um, medical health provider to make sure that you are eating adequately. But assuming that's true, now what I want you to do is if you have an urge to binge, ask yourself this question, pull out a journal and write. Just allow the answers to come up and come through you. What does eating allow me to avoid? All right. And that's really all I want you to do in this step. Really and truly, whatever else happens, it's a success. If you have number one, recognized the two brains and number two, asked yourself and answered the question, what does binge eating allow me to avoid? And the reason I have that second question, I mean, that question is because when we binge eat, 
and we are eating adequately, when we binge eat because we have this urge to binge, we give into the urge because it allows us to avoid discomfort. And I talked about this recently on my Instagram live as well, that many of us are binging and turning to food because we aren't willing to be with our bodies. We haven't been able to accept the feelings that are in our body. And this is something that I can so relate to. For many, many years, I did not realize that I had all of these emotions that were trapped in my body, that I was avoiding processing by eating food and numbing them out. And so when I stopped binge eating, it was a deluge of emotions that poured out of me that I had to start, you know, accepting and dealing with because binge eating was no longer an option for me. But the only reason why binge eating became a non-option is because I became willing. Without willingness, we won't change. So use these two um, keys, recognizing the two brains, which allows you to start to dissociate from the habit. And also asking yourself, what does binge eating allow me to avoid? So that you can really get clear on really why you keep choosing to binge eat when urges hit. So that wraps up this episode. Today we talked about why, um, talked about how to stop saying effort and binging and two critical keys to unlock willingness so that you actually have the desire to stop binge eating because for many of us, we don't yet want to stop. And I was there for many years where, you know, I used to, I used to think, who am I without this? Like, what am I, what do I even have to look forward to if I don't have my binge eating at the end of the day? If I don't have those chicken fingers and ice cream and a candy bar at the end of the day, you know, what do I have to look forward to? And I really had to start getting clear on what it was really costing me to prefer to binge versus want to truly stop. So I hope this has been helpful. If it has, and you want to, you know, catch me talk more about this on Instagram, I've been doing lives a couple of times a week. Um, You can follow me at Rashonda Yates. And I will catch you next time on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools Over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashonda Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on on another episode. Bye.